Today's news that the U.S. Supreme Court will not allow up to 20000 in student loan debt forgiveness attempted by the Biden administration is another reminder that during this coming fall, additional headwinds to our U.S. consumer-driven economy are about to unleash again. Now, I can certainly understand the angst of many younger people given that beginning in the 1990s, the U.S. federal government had the short-sightedness and most likely was systemically corrupted by insider interests to begin guaranteeing student loans for college, etc., in helping kids pay for degrees often earned in fields that have no real value to the modern economy. The amounts and sizes of college loans exploded following the 2008 financial crisis, leading us to this lasting societal issue today. Now, it's not a coincidence that costs to attend U.S. colleges exploded during this 21st century, after all the incentives to allow college administrators to get fat and happy was essentially government guaranteed by these exploding outstanding college loan figures. Now, following the over three-year freezing of student loan payments, which began during the 2020 pandemic, they're set to unfreeze this coming fall 2023. Over 43 million U.S. citizens still owe coming payments on student loan debts. Here's a bit more detail on the U.S. Supreme Court decision today. Hey, Carl. Well, we now have gotten the, stu- the Supreme Court ruling when it does come to student loans. The court has struck down a Biden administration program that would have offered individual borrowers up to $20,000 of student loan forgiveness. They have found that Biden did not have the standing under a 2020 COVID-era law to give that sort of forgiveness. This obviously is going to have a huge impact on retail. We're talking about 40 million borrowers who would have seen some sort of forgiveness from this, either partial or full. And those borrowers, they're going to have to take another look at their budgets. This means less money for clothes, for electronics, for eating out. Uh, JP Morgan estimates that this could have about $10 billion of headwinds on retail. And remember, too, it's not just the Supreme Court case that borrowers have to look at. They haven't had to make any sort of payments on their student loans since March of 2020 because of COVID. But those payments are going to re-begin now in October. And that means yet another hit for borrowers and then subsequently another hit for retail. Now, the Biden administration is trying to provide some sort of relief to borrowers. They've talked about a three-month grace period. And they have proposed a plan that would basically tie student borrowers' repayments to their income. So borrowers wouldn't pay more than 5% of their discretionary income income under this proposed plan. But definitely uh, a big ruling from SCOTUS, uh, a big hit to the Biden administration, to student borrowers and to retail. Uh, So student borrowers still have a couple months where they do not yet have to make payments on their loans. But when they do in October, they're not going to see their loan shrink any. That's what this plan would have done. uh, And the Supreme Court has now effectively ended it. A few sobering charts and data dives to remind us where the United States currently stands with many of its younger generations mired in student debt again coming due. Currently, nearly half of young adults in the USA aged 19 to 29 years old live with one or both of their parents. These are levels not seen since the Great Depression and the start of World War II. And given the average sales price of a house in the USA ramped plus 25% higher over the last three years, now nearly a half million for an average U.S. house, I would not expect to see this disturbing trend change, at least for some time to come. The supposed American dream of going to college and buying a house was not always sold to U.S. citizens as a way to get ahead. And if we look back far enough in U.S. history, like on this chart starting in 1890, we can see that U.S. house prices divided by the ongoing gold price has both outperformed and also underperformed for long durations. This chart shows that gold bullion owners 
have over lengthy time periods been able to afford more house than they might have if they were simply saving devaluing government-issued currency units. It would not surprise me, given current circumstances in the U.S. economy, that later on this decade we'll see a move back towards the 1980 and 2011 lows enjoyed by gold bullion owners who were buying and affording more in terms of U.S. home values at the times. For young bullion stackers, or for those who inherit bullion from their elders, they will likely have the chance to take advantage of a wealth transfer and real value terms swinging away from U.S. homes and towards escalating bullion values to come. Society neither collapsed nor fell apart in 1980 nor in 2011, respectively. Advantages in real value gains simply swung to those who had the foresight to own prudent bullion positions ahead of the right time frames. Hello, this is James Anderson on behalf of SD Bullion. Smash the like button if you enjoy these bullion market updates. And be sure to visit sdbullion.com forward slash sweepstakes to enter our free 500 ounce Silver Eagle coin giveaway. Want to win 500 Silver Eagle coins just like this guy? Yeah, this is Kevin. Hi, Kevin. This is Dr. Tyler Wall, CEO of SD Bullion. I'm calling to you to let you know that you won the SD Bullion giveaway of a monster box of 2022 Silver Eagle. Unbelievable. That is awesome. <laughs> so click the link below for your chance to win. Good luck to all of you out there who enter our free 500-ounce American Silver Eagle coin giveaway sweepstakes. The silver and gold markets traded sideways for the week. The spot silver price closed at $22.75 an ounce bid, while the spot gold price finished just under $1,920 an ounce bid. The spot gold-silver ratio stayed flat, closing the week at 84. We want to take a quick moment to wish our U.S. Bullion Buying Customer Base, a safe and happy 4th of July holiday this week coming up. Updates for Indian gold bullion demand on the other side of the world came in strong for last May. Yet, at the same time, Indian silver bullion demand continues to be lackluster, especially compared to the record size silver bullion buying they achieved last year in 2022. Reports of solar and silver demand out of China continue to paint a bullish pattern of heavy physical silver bullion buying, and China reportedly now five years ahead of solar panel capacity projects by the year 2025 as opposed to their stated goal of 2030. One look at how much silver bullion has been sucking out of the Shanghai Silver Futures Exchange since the start of this year, 2023, it continues to corroborate the reports of heavy silver use in Chinese solar panel manufacturing. Historically, we are currently in the summer silver doldrums in terms of seasonal price action, so it was not surprising to see large drops in Comex Silver Futures market open interest to close this week's trading. Sentiment for silver derivative traders in the Western world at the moment are at recent low levels, and it's a similar story in the gold derivatives market on the comics as well, as we have lowering open interest there as well. This long, now over three years sideways spot price consolidation for both precious monetary metals has worn out many of the speculative leveraged bulls, all while the fundamental drivers for silver and gold bullion respectively continue to strengthen. Now for those with a longer term view, currently buying bullion on this recent spot price weakness, Get ready for coming 4th of July specials on silver and gold products from our team here at SD Bullion. Have a great and safe holiday week. And always to you out there, take great care of yourselves and those you love. If you enjoyed this video, hit the like button and share it with those you love. Subscribe to our channel and hit that alert button so you know when we publish new bullion market updates.